Welcome back to the League Podcast. This episode, we're joined by a three-time champion on a quest to make his team great again. Welcome to Scott. Coming off of a loss to Brendan and sitting at number six in the standings, we'll talk to Scott about the state of his team, a compelling NFL storyline for him, and we'll open up our mailbag to get to questions from you, the listeners. Let's get started. Scott, welcome. <laughs> this is awesome. I'm, I'm so like excited. I never thought I'd be like doing something like this, you know, or like be a part of something like this. And I appreciate you taking this initiative to, to you know, grab the bull by the horns and uh, let's giddy up. Dude, for sure. Like, why not us? What, 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 why can't we be famous uh, doing this too? Hey, I'm, I'm with you. So we are three weeks into the season. You, you lost a nail biter to Brendan on Monday night. You're sitting at one and two in playoff position. Give us your thoughts on your team entering week four. Wow. So yeah, that was uh, not the the way I wanted to to start off my week by losing to the commish. But uh, you know, you win some, you lose some, and uh, memory uh, serves me correctly. Brendan was having a perfect season a few years back, and he lost to to yours truly, like first loss of the season. So I guess, and I, I think he that was a season where he he won the championship. Um, or, you know, just had an amazing season. You stacked that year. I think he won the championship too. He he was just absolutely just lighting people up. I mean, it was, it was nuts. It wasn't fair. But, uh, the fact that, you know, I think I ended up in like eighth place that season. And the fact that I at least hang my hat on beating the champion who hadn't lost all season, you know, I guess Brendan was, was due one. So, uh, I'll, I'll let him have that. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it came came off the heels of a, a little, little trade, too, and um, I'm sure we'll probably get into that in a little bit. But, uh, but yeah, I, I was really pushing for uh, a trade to, to happen because I needed, I needed to change. I was just feeling some bad juju, you know, to start yeah. the season, and something just wasn't sitting right with me. So um, kind, of, kind of going back to the draft, um, man, so... The Mac Jones pick. Uh, I remember it well. Yeah. And then I had back-to-back picks. Yeah. What, what was the story there? So the story was uh, incompetence and just like not not uh, having my stuff together. I think I had like, you know, a few people kind of lined up to, to pick. But, you know, when you have to wait 20 yeah. so picks in between, like you have a list. But it's almost kind of pointless to have a list because, you know, you really got to kind of wait until like you're maybe four or five picks out to like really kind of zone in on, on who you want to take there because chances are the person who you want the most is not going to be there, nor the 10th person will be there. So, um, so yeah, I was kind of just fumbling through um, people who were uh, on my list to pick. And I think I just mistakenly clicked on Mac Jones while I was, you know, kind of scrolling through the available players and uh, so that was just like an auto pick. It wasn't like oh, a, so I, time I ran out. Time ran out, and because he was the last person I had clicked on, that was my my pick. So uh, yeah, I wasn't feeling too great, and that kind of did a little mind fuck on me, if you will. 
Yeah. So I, I will say good for you for being able to turn it right around. So entering week three, you weren't feeling any good juju about about that team of yours. Um, you and Brendan initiated the first trade of our season. And actually on last week's show, Pat and I were talking about how trades rarely go down in our league. So almost, I will say this, virtually everything that Pat and I discussed uh, did not come out to be true. And it didn't take very long for that to happen. Um, yeah, I was going to say, like, after listening to Pat's uh, podcast last week or episode last week, I was just thinking of all the parallels between, you know, the Bills and Pat and his history in the league. And it's just like, you know, they, they're so parallel. It's insane. Um, never winning a championship. Maybe is this the year, though? Like, believe, you know, I, I would like to be a believer. Um, but I don't have any Buffalo Bills on my roster, so fuck them. Yeah, right. So give us a behind-the-scenes uh, peek on what happened with that trade with you and Brendan. So what went into it, and how did it get done? Yeah, so I, I think I started reaching out to a couple people after like week one, honestly. I think I even reached out to you about Kirk Cousins. Yeah. You know, because uh, I just saw he was like riding your bench. Um, as probably people should have him, but, uh, but yeah. And then I think I reached out to, to Brendan, um, just to kind of like put my toe in the water about, uh, T-Law at the time. Cause I think it was like, still like week one, um, when I initially reached out to Brendan and, um, I think he wanted to like have like another week go by. So yeah. going into, or after week two, I kind of just, hit him up again, um, just kind of swapped out, you know, T-Law for Jameis because uh, I was really hoping to eat the dub against against him, you know. Those dubs are delicious. So, um, yeah, it, it, and it just, uh, I think finally I stopped, you know, I, I badgered him enough about yeah. it probably, and um, he, he pulled through the trade. Um, like I think he, he might have made like a minor, uh, you know, change or something um but yeah his of, of course like marquise brown decided to, to play football again so that was that was lovely for for brendan um so yeah i i think you know i don't have any regret about the trade at all um i'm so happy with where i'm at yeah um so we'll just see what what happens from there on i'm just waiting for tom brady to to kind of step his game up right now honestly i think but Giselle just has his balls by the. Yo, she is not happy. Now, so she's not happy camper. <laughs> um, so let's let's talk about your team. Um, taking a step back from that individual trade, looking at the state of your team right now, where are you pretty satisfied? Um, I mean, I'm definitely pretty good at tight end and running back. I think those are my team's strengths. Obviously, this is a past happy league. So um, at least I have my kind of golden goose in Mark Andrews. Um, yeah. He he dropped like 20 something points last week. So um, I'm yeah, all and, and tight end is exceptionally weak. It looks like this yeah. year you've got Andrews, you've got Kelsey. Uh, I don't know if anyone else is really showing up. Yep. Riddle Kittle. I mean, right. Like, no, not yet. I, mean, I think I, I had Kittle maybe a couple seasons ago, and he was like, he was good that season. And so, you know, everyone kind of had their tight ends. It was definitely Kelsey and Kittle, like one, two, 
I think that following year. But uh, but yeah, ever since I feel like it's just every year there's a maybe a different tight end that kind of just pops up out of nowhere. Yeah. Andrews was obviously probably near the top of list this year, yeah. but outside of him and Kelsey, like it's kind of like crapshoot. I feel like, and I was happy to at least get him. Um, I don't have any like stud receivers per se. Um, I've been encouraged by the the usage of Curtis Samuel. Mm-hmm. So, Great pickup. Um, happy with that i have been expecting more out of juju honestly um mahomes hit him up he's yeah it's one of those things where like who knows what that offense is doing like tyreek obviously was predictable but once they got rid of him you figured they'd go to kelsey but otherwise they've got so many receivers that are getting passes here and there but seemingly no one consistent so far right and i was and i guess i was i was betting on with the loss of tyreek that Juju would kind of step up. I mean, not he's not the same player as Tyreek. I mean, no, no one really is. But no. I was figuring, you know, he would get some of Tyreek's shares and kind of form that like number one option outside of Kelsey for for Mahomes. So you know, the season's young. I I don't think I've ever felt as positive like after a loss. I mean, I think I had like the maybe the third highest scoring team yeah. in in the league last week. Yeah, it basically came down to Brendan's. Denver defense coming out of nowhere to score 18 points Sunday night football and then Zeke getting a touchdown like a one yard scamper you know his only of the year yeah exactly so so great timing for that um but you know I I think I I, I'm happy with my team so far um obviously week one was a debacle but I think ever since then I've been I've been doing okay and We'll see. Maybe there'll be another trade on the horizon. You never know. You never yeah, know. Yeah, where might you be looking to upgrade if you sort of put something out there to the league right now to anyone who's listening? Where might you be looking to upgrade? Yeah, I mean, I think receiver would be a, an area of interest to me. Um, quarterback, you know, I feel like you, can all, you can't go wrong with too many quarterbacks. Yeah. Um, so, I, but I think receiver right now would be probably the biggest area for me. Yeah. All right. So folks listening out there, if you got some uh, glut of receivers and um, you want to upgrade perhaps in the running back or tight end department, Scott had mentioned those as strengths. I want to talk about your running backs for a moment because Austin Eckler, pretty predictable first round pick across the board. The, um, The production hasn't yet caught up, but I'm not necessarily worried about him. James Robinson and Cordero Patterson what did you know that the rest of us did not? Because those were late round picks for you. Yeah, I think, honestly, I got a little lucky with Robinson and like knock on wood. I keep up with that um, or his he keeps up with that production because, I mean, I'm enjoying every moment of that. Um, I guess I was a little unsure of Travis Entian and yeah. like, you know, he's coming off the injury. And I guess I was just kind of thinking this would be a good handcuff in case he like, you know, gets nicked up again, re re injures his, his, was it ACL, I believe. Or- it's a foot injury. He like had a Liz Frank fracture or okay. something. So I guess that's where I was kind of thinking with, with Robinson. Um, but honestly, I think I had him on the bench like the first week or two of the season, just because I was just kind of expecting Entian to, to get the, the workman's carries in. And then, yeah, with Cordell Robbins, uh, Patterson, sorry. Uh, honestly, I, I picked him just kind of like I knew he had like a pretty solid season last year. Yeah. 
and he's sort of in a Debo Samuel Light kind of mold. Yeah, not a bad um, comparison. And um, I guess he was getting like recept some receptions last year. He was obviously like doing his thing, running the ball, and I was just kind of hoping, you know, that he would just be a nice safety blanket for for Mariota this year. Um, so. We'll yeah, I, he, so I had him last year, and he absolutely came out of nowhere. Was arguably the MVP of my team for the first half of the year. It's I think his fifth or sixth team that he's been on. No one has figured out how to use him. I think he was on the Bears, on the Vikings, on the Patriots, and all of a sudden, there's something about Arthur Smith, who you know, coach of the Falcons, great offensive coordinator. You know, he was in. Tennessee before he was the head coach and definitely unlocked everything that they had there with uh, Travis Henry, or, sorry, with Derrick Henry, not Travis Henry, Derrick Henry uh, with Ryan Tannehill. Um, I think there are question marks about him as a head coach. I'm, I'm still, I'm still not sure, but like, man, does he know how to create interesting schemes, how to put people in position to just like ball out? Because Cordero Patterson, I, I thought it was a like a fluke last year. And so he, for me, he was, he was just on my do not draft list. Like I, I didn't have anything against the guy, but I was like, eh, there are always going to be other interesting guys later on. And he has showed out this year. Yeah. I, uh, I think that's probably how most people felt, you know, he maybe thinking it was kind of a flash in the pan kind of season and, you know, kind of new quarterback at the helm in Atlanta now. So by people just were not necessarily knowing how he would fit in with, with Mariota, so yeah, I don't know. I'll I'll, I'll take him for yep. sure. <laughs> yeah. Like those are the kind of picks that a if the rest of your draft is strong can put you over the top uh, as a championship contender. If you had some misses earlier on in the draft, they can keep you in it. Like when you hit on those guys in the eleventh, twelfth round, like that's that's really solid. So Scott, I want to transition here. Talk about the NFL as you think about the league right now, entering week four. No shortage of drama on and off the field. What is one storyline that is piquing your attention right now? Well, you know, initially kind of going into the season, you know, obviously there's the Deshaun Watson scenario, and that's just an awful situation. Um, but that's not a fun topic. So <laughs> let's not let's not go there. Uh, but you keep seeing those Browns memes, everything about how like these fans are just putting up kind of like some raunchy and inappropriate signs regarding Deshaun and his his activity. And it's just kind of disheartening to see like fans kind of like rally behind such like disgusting behavior. But um, that's them. Uh, but sorry. Anyway. No, where do you, yeah, where do you want to go? Um, I guess I was going to go kind of circling back to Tom Brady. Yeah. I mean, like, wow, what is, what is kind of going on right now? Because well, he started off not even – wanting to play yeah and then you know i guess he got the itch again sometime during summer when he thought he was gonna want to be playing football again he probably wants to go out on the high note you know and what that kind of led to arians also um leaving the bucks and so they have a new head coach and after that happened then brady decided to to come back and so I got, you kind of wonder like what that dynamic was truly about, especially a like, fresh off the heels of 
couple of years ago, I guess, when Belichick and Brady did not get along so great. And that's why he kind of forced himself to Tampa. And it's like, is he doing this again to, to Tampa Bay? Um, and then what there was those rumors about him potentially going to, was it my, uh, the Dolphins or the something Dolphins. like that? What do you think of that? We haven't talked about that yeah. really much on the leak thread. What's, what's piquing your attention there? Um, with the, with the Dolphins? Yeah. Um, wow. So Tua, like what is, what is going on with him? Like, he's, no one wants him. Clearly no one wants him. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't understand, um, how some of these young quarterbacks, like they, they they, they get drafted high. They aren't necessarily provided a great, uh, environment to, yeah. to, to develop. Yeah. Um, cause everyone just needs their QB one yesterday. Yeah. And, and if you're getting picked that high anyways, like your team wasn't that good. Right. So, yeah, I mean, now like with Tua, it's kind of killing it a little bit. And so maybe it was a blessing they didn't trade for Brady because God knows what they would have had to give up for Brady yeah. to, to get to get him. So, um, yeah, um, Tua is, you know, I think he'll – this was his make or break year kind of yeah. if it's fair or not. Um, but I guess time, time will tell with that. And so, I mean, from a fantasy perspective, at least, you know, he seems to be doing all right. And, and I guess with the dolphins are three and now too. Yeah. I, I think this is a, first of all, I think uh, Mike McDaniel, the new coach is brilliant and, and he's a practical kind of brilliant. You know, he's someone who knows how to connect with, um, players in addition to uh, scheming them really well. Uh, from from Tua, though, I think this is a fantastic fuck you to the rest of the league. Like People were constantly talking about you know him being picked one spot ahead of Justin Herbert. We're writing him off. His, you know, Stephen Ross, the owner of the Miami Dolphins, was trying to get rid of him at every opportunity he could. Uh, and the guy just goes out and throws six touchdowns last week like has fantastic weapons i love to see i have no stock in um in the dolphins right now but like i love to see players just like give a big fuck you to doubters like this i want to talk about um brady just wrap up that thought uh brady on on uh on the bucks right now first couple of weeks have not been the strongest for him what do you think has to happen for him to get back on track and do you think it's going to happen yeah, um, so I think for Brady to get back on track, he also needs his weapons back. And right now he's he's missing is it Godwin and Evans, his you know his his go to players. And I think yeah, and obviously there's something going on behind the scenes there too. Like yeah, I I don't know if that's honestly going to be resolved during the season. Um that home situation. So, I mean, hopefully for my sake and my selfishness, he yeah. figures that out ASAP. But at the same time, I mean, Brady's playing terribly and still getting me about 20 points a game. So I feel like this is kind of his bottom level. And, yeah. and hopefully it's, it's only going to be good from here on. I mean, I don't think he can get worse, knock on wood, but um we'll we'll see what happens there i I really think it's he needs evans available yeah um and then once he's back and godwin's back 
Um, hopefully no more passes to, to Russell Gage, uh, Brendan. Uh, that was also uh, unexpected. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It was like 12, 13 catches or something. It was something stupid that shouldn't have happened. Yeah. It was probably like all of his career catches in one. So. Funny man, Scott. Let's uh, let's transition to our mailbag here. We've got a few questions. Some of them are related to you. Some of them are related to the NFL. Um, first one that we have here is: Are you still a Commanders fan? I'm going to insert the question. If so, why? <laughs> uh, and uh, what other team would you consider rooting for? So, first question is very easy. Um, I am a Commanders supporter uh, through thick and thin. Unfortunately, I've uh, I just I just can't bring myself to to root for another team with the same amount of passion. Um, so I think I've you know I've been born into the DC area, so I'm more or less blessed and cursed with with that. So actually, this is a good question here is, where did you get your fandom from? Yeah, I mean, I think it's, you know, just growing up in Arlington, Virginia. And I would go to games with my dad on occasion because our neighbors had season tickets. And when they couldn't make it, they would uh, offer them to my dad and I. So we would go to games at old RFK and my collective memory, like I don't really remember any like them ever them uh winning much there but uh i do remember like the crowd just being insane like the stadium rocket rocket horrible just kind of shaking super into it and yeah so i mean i've I've been going to games my whole life um luckily with steve was able to to go to quite a few games over the years as well i'm always going to root for the commanders redskins skins whatever you want to call them uh i i can't wait for the day snyder ceases to be an owner oh and it feels like it's i don't want to say it's close because in my heart i don't believe it but it is closer than it's ever been one can can only hope right there needs to be a smoking gun somewhere but these these whispers from the washington post and the washington post does damn good investigative journalism anyways these whispers have been growing and i can't tell if it's because there really is something there and certain people know something or and this is my conspiracy mind at play and i'm going to i'm going to take a little little bit if you've got jeff bezos who is dying to get into the club has his goons at the post investigate and see what's up and uncover something cuz there is like you just know there's something it's a matter of what is it how credible, how can you get it? Like, how can you get the guy red-handed? But at this point, it's been, what, 23 years, I think, of like legendarily incompetent ownership. And not just incompetent, but like malevolent too. Like he's a bad man. Yeah, no, he, that's the only way to describe him. He's a bad person and he does not deserve to have an NFL team. Plain and simple. Well, Scott, good on you, man, for for sticking it out. I was curious about that. So it sounds like the the fandom is is for DC. Whatever the team name is, whatever the owner is, like you are a diehard Skins football team Commanders fan. Yeah, I, I will be watching. I mean, not to say that I don't, 
you know, get fresher with the team and decide at halftime if it's a blowout, I'm going to go to Home Depot, run some errands because the rest of the game is not worth my time. But uh, I will always root for them. All right. We got um, one more question here. I'm looking at two. I'm going to ask you, I'm going to give you a pick here. Do you want to talk about, without giving the whole question away, uh, Dolphins and Eagles is one question. Jags is another question. Which one do you want to go in on? Let's go Jags. Yeah. What do you make of the Jags? They just thrashed the Chargers 38-10, to 28-point victory. I read is their biggest victory since 2001. They are 2-1. and one. They are sitting atop of the AFC South. What do you make of the Jags? You know, I think they're they're a team to be uh, reckoned with. I mean, they they had their kind of like maybe getting their their toes wet in that first game against the Commanders, and I think T Law and company are going to be clicking. You know, and I think it's just all about getting familiar with with his uh, receivers and and his running backs. Now he has NTN back as well. Um, I think they, they've made like some really good, um, investments, like also on the defensive side too. Yeah. Underrated. That, yeah. So I think, you know, the Jaguars have always been kind of like one of the lower level teams, if you will. Um, D- definitely, <laughs> <laughs> but I think they're starting to, to maybe turn a corner a bit. I'm not saying they're going to make the playoffs, but I think they're definitely on their road to respectability. Yeah, and that's a winnable division too. Very much so. I was gonna say they might win. They might make it into the playoffs, like on account of that. This is true. This is true. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if they would be strong enough to make a wild card, but but yeah, I think if they make the playoffs, it would probably be through winning the division. Yeah. So I mean that. Yeah. What indie? What's gonna like? What is indie right now? I have no idea what. Like, no one has is. any clues. You got indie. You got the Titans. Who's Titans the fourth team mess. there? Like they they threw in Malik Willis the other week because they were playing so poorly. You know. Yeah. They with the Texans and the Texans. Yeah. The fighting Davis Mills. I mean. Whew. You and needed that, QBs, and Davis Mills didn't even last three weeks on your team. That's yeah. how much you thought of him. Yeah, I mean, I think. Yeah, I don't even know what I was thinking with Davis. I was just, I needed a third quarterback, I guess. And Late in the draft. He was like, he was there. Yeah. So I, I needed a live body, if you will. And he was the body I chose, but <laughs> not for long. <laughs> um, yeah, I was just going to make a your body, your choice joke there. Uh, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to go with it. Uh, Scott, bring us home here. Um, bold prediction. You are playing Pat. This week, week four, you are favored to win by two at this point. Give us a bold prediction. And and, and Pat, as he um, as he does when he was on the show last week, sort of did it in a non-conventional way, which I appreciated. Gave us a, a prediction about the league in general. like So open-ended. Give us a bold prediction here to, to wrap us up. Okay, bold prediction is that... What can we go with? Uh, I think... Luke's team is going to win it all. <laughs> I, I think I think that team is this is very strong, and I don't I don't know what it is, but I just got a feeling about it. Damn! Second week in a row, we have a big 
Luke Believer here. That would be something else. Scott, appreciate your time, man. Thank you for your thoughts. I'll see you out there on the field. Yeah, thanks, Zach. Appreciate it. Have a good one. Too bad.